Amen. Okay, tonight I want to preach about everything. <laughs> wow, that's going to be a long sermon, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I just want to preach on this topic. It's, um, it really struck me, you know, I, I, some, some preachers, they will, or some pastors will have series of things they're going to preach and they know from week to week what they're going to preach, but I like to be... Um, I like to get something fresh from the Lord about what he's speaking or something that triggers me during the week. And something triggered me the other day. I heard somebody say, that would mean everything to me. That would mean everything to me. And it was actually, I was listening on the radio as I was driving to work. And um, somebody had, uh, was hoping to win some money. And they said, oh, $10,000, that would mean everything to me. But you know what? If they got that $10,000, it still wouldn't be enough. No. It wouldn't be enough. Pretty soon it fades away and they yeah. need another 10000 Yeah. So no matter what we have, it'll never be enough. everything that we need. It can be money. It can be status. It can be a person. You know, you think, oh, it'll be everything if I can get married and have kids. It would be everything if I had a bigger house. Yeah. It would be everything if I had a better job. You know, and maybe it will be, you know, beneficial for a while and it would be enjoyable maybe, but it's not going to be everything. It's not going to be everything. So I want to preach a little bit about everything and go through a few scriptures. Where was everything mentioned first of all? Well, in the very beginning. Okay, it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, it says, God saw everything that he made and indeed, it was very good. It was very good. And so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So it was the end of his creating days. The end of the sixth day, he created everything. And it was very good. Very good. Now we look around sometimes and you see some things and some people and some things. <laughs> you know, you see spiders or snakes and you see things and you go, oh, that's not very good. And you see the way people behave and you go, that's not very good. You know, did God make a mistake? No, he didn't. Everything he made was very good, very good. Things didn't go awry or amiss until after the fall. So here we have God made everything and it was very good. And then in the book of Job, this is a really classic passage, he says, this is God speaking. He said, who has preceded me? In other words, who was there before me? Some people say, who was there before God? Who made God? Well, no one. God's always been. He has always been. He's eternal. He's sovereign. He's eternal. So God was saying, who has preceded me that I should pay him? In other words, I don't owe anybody anything. <laughs> I love it. And he says, everything under heaven is mine. Everything belongs to the Lord. Sometimes we think, this is mine. That's theirs, this is mine. But everything belongs to the Lord. Everything and everyone, whether they acknowledge it or not. And he's saying this, I am sovereign and I am eternal. Who has preceded me? No one was there before me. I've always been. Everything under heaven is mine. I love it. And so what about everything else? There's a, um, everything, there's a season. 
I love this passage of scripture in Ecclesiastes. It was a, a classic song back in the probably the 60s or 70s. Yeah. And uh, it says, to everything there is a season. So there's things that happen in our lives, you know. Not everything is going to be perfect in your life or mine. Not everything is going to be horrible all the time. To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything there's a season. Some seasons are short. Some seasons are long. Sometimes you think, oh, is this going to go on forever? Not necessarily. It is a season. And it says there's a, t there's a purpose for it. There's a reason for it. We may not be able to see it, but there's a reason for it. And mostly, in the bad seasons of our lives, it's for us to draw closer to the Lord. It's for us to realise that He is there when we need Him. And the seasons in our lives that often are challenging are the times when we, want, we can grow. You know, we pray a lot and we say, Oh, you know, I just want to grow. I want to mature. I want to be more this and more that. And then a challenge comes or a dry season or a difficult season comes. And you go, what is this all about? Well, actually, it's the, the purpose of God in our lives for us to grow. All those prayers we prayed about wanting to be this and wanting to be that, the season will come <laughs> when it happens. You know, God is God. He knows everything about everything and he knows everything about everyone and there's reasons why things happen and there's reasons for seasons in our lives it says this too he has made everything beautiful in its time also he has put eternity in their hearts except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. And again, we are finite beings, but he is infinite. He is eternal. But it says he's made everything beautiful in its time. And like I said, you can look around and you see some really ugly things, really bad things, really horrible things. And you go, how can you say that everything is beautiful in its time? Well, at the time that he made things, Everything was beautiful, but when sin came in, it tainted creation and it affected all of us. So before the fall of man, before sin came, everything was absolutely beautiful. One of the most beautiful things is that God has put eternity in the hearts of people. And when we realise how limited and how finite we are and how fragile we are, and we turn to the Lord, salvation is one of the most beautiful things there is. Because in salvation, we have everything that we need from the Lord. Our salvation is an absolutely beautiful thing. All of heaven rejoices. All the angels rejoice when one sinner repents because everything in their life has changed because of the Lord. What else do I want to look at about everything? In 2 Peter chapter 3, it says this, 
both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? So this is saying that everything that we can see, everything in this earth and all the works that are in it, is going to be gone. It's going to be burnt up. You know, the first judgment was the flood. This will be the renewal of the earth through fire. Everything, it says, all things will be dissolved. Fire is going to consume everything. So we need to live our lives in a right manner. Okay? And then it says this, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So everything that we see that is wrong with this world, everything that we see as unrighteous and unholy, ungodly, will change. There will be a new heavens, new earth, in which righteousness dwells. We can't even imagine what it would be like. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Everything will be wonderful. Everything will be beautiful again. Just like the Garden of Eden. Everything will be good. Everything. There will be no more tears. No more sorrow. No more death. No more pain. No more suffering. No more struggling at work. <laughs> None of these things that challenge us. No more mean people. No more horrible bosses. No more domestic violence. No more abortion. No more murders. None of this stuff. Everything will be beautiful again. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's awesome. God is a redeemer. We think, oh, is he, is he just dragging his feet? No, the Bible says he's not slack concerning his promise. He wants as many to come into the kingdom as will come. So in all of this, where we see everything, what are, the, what are some lessons for us? Okay, I want to I apply this to our everyday lives. Okay, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, this is a, a passage about blessings and curses. And it says here, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy, and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies. That's a very strong statement, isn't it? When you don't have a grateful heart, when the people of God had not for so long been grateful to him, they hadn't served him, their hearts were hard, they had bad attitudes. It says, because you didn't serve God with joy and gladness for the abundance of everything. See, he gave them everything they needed and they still were not satisfied. They still were not grateful. Therefore, you'll serve your enemies. Okay? What are your enemies? Anything that's not of God. So we need to watch our attitudes too. We need to serve him with gladness of heart. We need to serve him well and be grateful for the abundance of everything he's given to us. Okay, And then it talks about, in Isaiah too, another warning. It says, The day of the Lord of hosts shall come upon everything that is proud and lofty, 
upon everything lifted up, and it shall be brought low. So God will deal with pride. God will deal with arrogance. So what can we learn from this passage of this passage? Anything or everything that's proud and lofty and arrogant will be dealt with by the Lord. But if we are humble, he lifts us up. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. But the proud, anything lifted up or lofty, everything will be brought low by the Lord. So we need to be grateful. We need to be humble. And what else? We need to be generous. This was Paul speaking to the Corinthians and he was saying, you guys are really great. He said, as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. He's saying, look, you really, you've got great faith, you've got great care, you are knowledgeable, you're diligent. I want you to be generous as well. He said, the Macedonians are so generous. I want you to be like that too. But he said, you abound in everything. He was very gracious the way he spoke. They didn't actually abound in everything because they were lacking in that area. But the way that he spoke wasn't putting them down, it was encouraging them, okay? He was encouraging them. So he's basically saying, abound in everything includes your giving. And then we've got this passage about everything as well. I think we know this one over and over. Philippians 4 verse 6, be anxious for nothing. In other words, stop worrying about things. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, pray and ask the Lord. Pray and seek the Lord. With thanksgiving, again, be grateful. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You know, sometimes we let our requests, we say, I need this and I need that. And we tell people, we tell each other, we tell people, but we don't tell God. It says, let your requests be known to him, okay? Don't be anxious, don't be afraid. Be grateful, thankful in everything. The big stuff and the little stuff. The big things and the little things. In everything. Let's pray about it, okay? Sometimes we think, oh, that's, that's not a big deal. I'm not going to pray about it. Sometimes it's the little things that we don't pray about that can cause the biggest problems, okay? And once you do that, when we pray about everything, it says the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus, okay? Sometimes we try to do things ourselves and fix things ourselves instead of taking it to the Lord. The peace of God will be with us when we bring things to the Lord. When we bring things to the Lord. Okay? The next one I want to go to is in 2 Peter. And this is talking about an awareness that we need to have. The divine power. His divine power has given to us all things or everything that pertain to life and godliness. Everything we need, we already have. 
sometimes we keep asking and asking, but it's actually within us. How? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. So sometimes we keep asking God for the things that we already have. It says he's given to us all things. He's given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We have the capability within us if we allow the Lord to lead us. The Holy Spirit must lead us as we pray, as we know him through the knowledge of him, to know him more and more, to be closer to the Lord. What would God do here? What would he say here? What would Jesus do? That's basically it in a nutshell. But everything that we have need of, we already have abiding in us because Christ in us is the hope of glory. Sometimes we think everything's out there, but it's actually in here. And the more time you spend with the Lord, when you spend time with someone, you become like them. That's why the Bible says bad company corrupts good habits. So hang out with good people, yeah? Mm. <laughs> when you are with somebody, you become more like them. You know, couples sometimes they say, oh, you look like brother and sister. As long as they're not. Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and again, in everything give thanks. Wow, there's a common theme here. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know, sometimes people say, I don't know what the will of God is for my life. Can you pray for me? I don't know what the will of God is for my life. Here, be thankful. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. It says, in everything, give thanks. And you think, you know what? I'm going through a really tough time at work. I can't give thanks for that. It doesn't say give thanks for. It says give thanks in. In everything. Give thanks, not give thanks for everything. <laughs> There's a great deal of difference. Nobody gives thanks for suffering, mostly. We don't thank him for the difficult times. We thank him that in the difficult times, he will bring us through, he will bring us out. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay, wow, happy days. Uh, the, last pass the last scripture that I basically want to go to is in Romans chapter 8. So he's given us everything we have need of. He's given us the abilities. He's given us everything that we have need of. It's resident within us. But he also gives us everything that we need to be helped as well. We're not alone. It says we know that all things or everything works together for good. Even if you're going through difficult times, it will work together for good. Maybe not today or tomorrow, maybe next week. Who knows? But it will work together for good. Okay? He will work it together. 
we know that all things, everything, work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. There's that word again, purpose. In everything, there is a purpose. And even difficult things, he will work it out. He will work it out. And at the same time, he'll be working in you, working in me as he works out things for us. Why? Because we love him. <laughs> because he loves us. And we are called according to his purpose. Everything will work out okay. Everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. You may not feel right now that it is, but it will be. Everything is subject to change, even where we live right now. We just read it, the heavens and the earth. Everything is going to change. Everything in us can change. I don't know what you were like before you met the Lord. Hmm? But for me, pretty much everything <laughs> has changed. Everything. And whatever you're going through right now, you might think nothing's going to change. But you know what? Everything can change. Why? Because he's God. And he's in charge of everything and everyone. Amen? Amen. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that you created everything and it was very good. Thank you that everything and everyone belongs to you. And that one day, Lord, you're going to come back for us. And that everything is going to change. There will be the new heavens. There will be a new earth. But Lord, in the meantime, you have given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. You've given us your word. You've given us your Holy Spirit. You've given us each other. You've given us the keys to the kingdom. You've given us the ability to pray and to come before your throne and to get all that we have need of from you, to draw our strength from you, to draw our wisdom from you, to draw discernment, whatever we have need of. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you will help us in everything. You will help us to be grateful. You will help us to be humble. You will help us to be generous. You will help us to remember to be prayerful. You will help us to be trusting. Lord, we don't just need to have everything. You are our everything. You're our creator. You're our saviour. You're our Lord. You're our provider. You're our husband. You're our best friend. You're our everything. And we thank you, Lord, from the bottom of our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Okay. I know. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray for you. God bless everyone online. See you. Zoom prayer Thursday night, 8.30. Otherwise, just say hi to somebody. Greet them and have an awesome week. If you need prayer, come.